Well, no two are the same. No two growing seasons. No two springs, summers, falls, winters, for that matter, are the same. It's it's always something. As Dick Knightum always used to say, he was the farmer across the road when I was growing up. I grew up on a, a raspberry farm, dairy farm across the road. Dick Knightum, if you know him. What a guy, too. And he, he uh, I, I, I learned a lot from him, uh, especially about how to, uh, to be a conversationalist uh, from Dick Knightum. And that was one of his favorite lines, still is to this day. In fact, I was over at my folks' place the other day, and, and his son, Frank, was out there, and, and I think that was the word across the fence. He was looking for a calf that went missing or something from his, his beef herd, and he found it, and, and that was the word that we wrapped it up with was, it's always something. Uh, always something out there to deal with in the farming world. Dylan Honkoop with you here. This is The Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790. Glad you're here on a Saturday morning getting ready for the Farmer's Day Parade, which is coming up a little bit later this morning. Officially starts at 1030 right down Friend Street and then on to 3rd Street a little bit if I'm correct on, on reading the map. So uh, pretty excited to have the Whatcom Family Farmer's Truck in the parade today and i think we have enough farmers riding along with us we might have to tack on a hay wagon behind just to fit everybody so that that's the plan excited to see out there but what's going on out in the field right now a lot of farmers on on farmers day say yeah it's farmers day it's the parade but anybody who's really out farming can't go to the parade <laughs> i think that's the same thing berry farmers say about the berry festival and it's it's a similar refrain um, lots of stuff happening in the field, and and uh, our our guest this half hour, we we lured away from uh, hauling manure. Is that right, Ashton? You were out hauling uh, manure. Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, we yep. convinced her to step away from that for a few minutes to chat with us here. Ashton Bean Blossom, she's the herd manager out at RTJ Farms out west of town, west of Linden, that is. I guess uh, this is airing in Bellingham, but I'm broadcasting this morning um, from our offices in Linden. So, I, you know, I feel kind of Linden-ish this morning. But for those who don't know, out west of Linden, RTJ Farm, multi-generational local small family dairy farm. What's going on on the farm right now other than hauling manure? I guess that's that's part of the picture right now. You're hauling manure because you just got second cutting of grass off, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. We got that done and I'm watching my dad aerate and harrow through the window here. So he doesn't know I'm stopped right now. So <laughs> he, he can't see well, that the, the tractor has, <laughs> he thinks you're just going in for another load or what? There, yeah, there you go. I don't know. I'm not driving past him. Just so loading up the spreader. He can't tell where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. An extra big load here today. So, so talk about how this spring has gone. Things were warm and dry in March. It was crazy, and then sure enough, as everyone said, oh, we'll get our rain. It'll show up, and and it did in April and and a bit in this month as well. And so you, but you guys have been rolling with the punches on that. How how has it been? Great, actually, it's been really good. Um. Yeah, we usually like a little bit of rain in the springtime, but yeah, too much can cause problems and too little can cause problems and, you know, how that goes. So um, we actually had a really good planting season where we got all the corn in. Um, we always have a few fields that are pretty wet. So we got a few stragglers there that we had to fill in after that last big rain, but we got it all in and we got second cutting done and thankfully no big 
issues with that either. So we kept rolling and yeah, it was really good. And yeah, first cutting, second cutting now, hoping for a good third. Some people were able to get two cuttings off uh, before they switched the ground over to, to corn. That doesn't happen every year. Did you guys do any of that? We didn't do any of that. We had so many acres of uh, cover crop we had to get off before we could put in uh, corn in the ground. So we kind of, we didn't push our luck. We had a lot and we got some of my cousin's ground too. So we had a lot of ground cover and we just, yeah, we weren't going to push our luck too much. Well, explain what that means for people who aren't familiar. Cover crop. What is that and why couldn't you get two cuttings off of that? Why can you only get one? You know, I don't want to take it for granted that everyone knows what we're talking about here. Right, yeah. So cover crop is what uh, we plant grass seed or kind of a winter wheat over top of the cornfields, and it protects the soil and, um, yeah, erosion and runoff, and uh, it keeps it all good during the winter. And then we um, harvest it in the springtime so that we can get extra feed, and we have to work all that grass back into the ground. So it takes extra time, but, yeah. So you're able to get a cutting off, but it's an annual crop, so it's not like you're going to, and, and there's probably a bit of corn stubble and residue in there as well. It's it's not like you're going to keep that growing for a second or third cutting. You, you, the whole idea is you, you grow the cover crop for its benefits. The added benefit is that you can get some right. feed value out of it, but then right. it's time to work it up and do some corn. Right. Well, and we have round build um, it before, and the heifers... We feed it out to the heifers on pasture, and they pick out all the little corn stubble out because they're like, nope, not even that. <laughs> so that it works good, but yeah, you get a little bit of a leftovers on the bottom of the round bale feeder there. But uh, we do chop it with our, our cloth chopper, and it goes into the bunk, and we, we try mowing it higher so that it doesn't get a lot of that corn stubble and stuff in there so that it's a little bit better. And we have tried to do it a couple cuttings and stuff. It just doesn't grow as great. And we, yeah. we were like, oh, it's coming back. Great. And then, yeah, you <laughs> chop it and you're like, oh, I should have just worked it in. But, yeah, you you learn. And each year is so different that you never know what's going to what's gonna be successful or not. That's the crazy thing about farming. It just depends on weather. It depends on lots of things. Ashton Bean Blossom is with us right now on the Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI News Talk 790, as well as the Save Family Farming Podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Uh, if you haven't subscribed there, please uh, go ahead and subscribe there. Ashton, you're pretty busy on social media a lot, too, telling the story of your farm and, and giving people updates all the time of what you're up to. out in the. It seems like you're out in the field more than anything, at least when you're giving your updates, but you're the herd manager there. Aren't you supposed to be taking care of all those, those cows? Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, 475 milking cows that I'm supposed to be in charge of. But yeah, no, I uh, I usually think, oh, I should post something about this. But then I'm busy doing it. And then after I'm done with it, I'm like, oh, I guess people would have liked to have known what was going on there. But in, well, I guess it's when yeah, you're in the you tractor. Just, you just get busy working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's when you're in the tractor sitting in the cab, you know, making slow passes that you have time to post things to social media, right? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes we're going like 0.2 miles per hour in that thing. So there's lots of time to think about things and Google things and do all kinds of make to-do lists and think of all the stuff you should be doing outside of the tractor, but can't. But yeah. Yeah. So, so um, more time then, definitely. So if you're a herd manager, again, for people who aren't familiar, what, what does that involve? What, what does a herd manager do? Or, or I guess the, the old term herdsman, I guess that makes you a herdswoman. Uh, what, yeah, what, yeah. Do you actually, what do you actually do with that? 
Well, I'm in charge of the overall overall health of the herd, and I work with the nutritionist. And um, if there's any problems, if we have any feed issues, or if we have any um, just yeah mastitis issues, I take care of all those. I treat the cows. I breed the cows. I move them into the group that they need to be in for whatever stage they're at, either in their pregnancy or if they just had a calf or so I'm managing the cows of where they should be at what time. And yeah, so then we have, I work with the vet really closely and uh, every two weeks we have the vet out to do herd health. And so I get all of that ready and do the hoof trimmings every week, twice a month. We have the hoof trimmer come out and we get all our long feet trimmed up. So yeah, so that, I mean, there's a lot of odds and ends that need to get pulled together besides the the daily, you know, feeding, milking, scraping and stuff that needs to be done. So that's what I do. How do you, I mean, you grew up on the farm, but how do you get to do a, a job like that? How do you get into a position like that? I remember we talked recently with a herd manager out at J&K Dairy here on this show, uh, out over in Sunnyside. Kyle Van Dyke over there uh, for, for J&K Dairy, who used to, to dairy over here in the Linden area, and now is back on the east side. And sa- same thing, you know, he grew up around it. His dad was a dairyman. But beyond that, what did you do, Ashton, to, to take on that role I mean, it's not just like you get to be a certain age and suddenly you're the herd manager. Right, right. Well, I there, you know, you can go to college for it. I mean, there are, you know, egg schools for that type of stuff. But I basically just worked alongside my dad and learned mm-hmm. everything that he and just little by little, you know, he started me off by, OK, the hoof trimmer is coming. You are in charge of getting the cows for him. And now the, you know, herd health is coming. You know, what do we got to do? And he just kind of put me in that role alongside him. And then um, when he just kind of slowly backed off and before I knew it, it was like, Oh wait, you know, (laughs) I'm in charge here of the cows. I mean, he still is the final say on like what, if I have any, you know, big questions or, you know, anything that affects the herd in a big way, he's still number one guy. So now I'm going to put you on the spot though, because you have siblings and there are other workers on the farm. Why you, why, how come, what what did you do to get to do this? Is just, you really love working with animals or what's, what's your aptitude here? That's an excellent question. I, (laughs) I don't actually really know, but, um, my sisters all help at the farm. Um, Throughout the seasons, a lot of times during spring work and um, fall uh, corn harvesting when we need people in, you know, silage trucks and extra bodies and tractors, they uh, they all work off the farm except for, well, I guess two work off the farm and two of us are still here. So, hmm. um, yeah, so what, I don't know, I just, dad, he's always put a lot of confidence in us, my hmm. dad. He's always kind of... You know, he has four daughters and there was no son here to kind of be like, okay, you're, you know, you go out there. It was like, we all had to do basically whatever probably a son would have had to do. (laughs) So there was no, uh, because we're girls, he didn't hold back on us. So (laughs) So sometimes we'd kind of be like, we're girl, we can't do this. And he's like, oh yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You can do it. You know, and, (laughs) and, uh, we had uh, my grandma when I, we were, um, younger, she was on the farm a lot more. She still is, you know, she still is out there, um, not on the farm so much, but she still is such a hard worker. And she always like, you know, we were out there pounding posts in and fencing with her. And, and I mean, we just, a lot, we went alongside, um, really strong women. So it was like, you know, if they can do it, you know, we can, my mom, she's the calf manager and she's out there and she's, <laughs> she's doing stuff that like you think, you know, 
not that she couldn't do it, but it's like, man, she's just such a hard worker that it's like, we just, yeah, so we you, just always said, you can do it, you can do it, you know, so. You guys, so you guys believe in gender equality out there, there's, there's not. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and sometimes it was like, but we're a girl, you know, <laughs> that, we didn't, it didn't get us out of anything. Try so, to play the girl card, and yeah. it just, just didn't work We did, for you, huh? we did, it, it really did not work, yeah, it was like, he's well, like, ah, you know, you're that's fine, cool. you're that, fine. <laughs> that's cool, because it runs counter to a lot of stereotypes that uh, farming is oh, for yeah, men, absolutely. or that, you know, that, that's how how, how family farms yeah. move up through the generations. Talk about the history of your farm. Yeah. It's been in your family for, what, what a year? the fourth generation on the farm, right? I'm the fourth generation, yep, yep. And my kids are the fifth generation, not that they do a whole lot of work. I have a 13-year-old who kind of is starting to get out on the tractors more. But, um, yeah, so I'm fourth generation. Um, uh, let's see, my grandpa started it. I'm not even really sure what year that would be. My grandpa would be like, oh, you know this. But <laughs> I don't. Um <laughs> He started out, he farmed up in Alaska for a while, and then he came down here, and he actually started the farm at a farm that we could see from our farm now, and then moved on to this farm. Um, yeah, and so then my dad was raised on this farm with his three brothers, and um, yeah, eventually he bought it from my grandpa, and... That's where we're. I haven't actually bought the farm, so and we're not sure what the future of our farm is. So, um, so I'm just happy to be working on it for now. Okay, so what's up next? You guys got all your corn in. You got second cutting done. Now it's just watch the grass grow and twiddle your thumbs until the next oh, cutting, just, right? Oh, just kick back our feet and just watch the grass <laughs> and the corn grow. Yeah, no, that's no. There's always something to be done. Um, let's see, what are we doing next? We will be applying manure some more. Um, with a splash plate, so we'll be going at that very slow rate pretty soon. So, so you're you're spreading I'll have liquid to get a book from the library, not, <laughs> not not solids. No, we're done with solids for now. Uh, so you're doing liquid liquid manure. Liquid, yep, yep. And, and did you just I hold, saw, on, hold on? Did you just say that you get books from the library to read while you're driving tractor? No, I would never do that. No, of course not. I would never taint a library book that way. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> a true confession's so folks, coming if you out. Get, here. If you get a book from the library and it smells a little funny, <laughs> you know where it may have oh, come from. I've outed myself. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that? I guess oops. there's no distracted driving cops out in the field, so you're, you're good no, there. And but you're going usually, so if you're slow. we don't we don't read books when we're driving tractors like fast. Obviously, that I mean we are smart and we like we don't want to go into the ditch. You know, you know when. <laughs> Especially, you know, when we're right on the West Badger here. So we don't, yeah. don't want to be, you know, parked in the ditch or anything. So we are careful. We are still careful. Well, that's good. Ashton Bean Blossom is our <laughs> guest right now uh, here on the Farming Show on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. She, like myself, uh, grew up on a, a local small family farm. The farm she grew up on was a dairy farm out west of Linden. And like I mentioned earlier, Ashton, you're pretty active on social media and that's for a reason, too. It's not just because you like doing it, but you're trying to tell the story of, of family farming, right? Talk about, oh, just briefly here, uh, before we run out of time, what uh, your philosophy is on, on kind of telling your story. Right. Well, every farm has um, 
a different story to tell. Everybody has different methods of how they farm. And I follow a bunch of farms on Facebook. And I think it's very interesting to see how they farm and how they farm in their area. Because the Midwest farmers do things totally different than we do out here. Because their weather, their climate, everything is, you know, just different. Um, I mean, the animals are still the same. But um, the animals reacting to the environment, uh, you need to do things differently. So, um, yeah, so a lot of it came up when uh, there was kind of some turmoil in the dairy industry mm-hmm. about lawsuits and the manure management and stuff. So we kind of thought we would share our story so that we have a little bit of a face to our farm instead of people. To, and I hear all the time at church or school or, you know, places I go, they say, oh, you know, we see your farm and it's so nice seeing you guys out in the field and stuff. And and that's great. But it was, they, you know, they'd ask more and I'm like, they have no idea what I'm talking about if I start, you know, going into what farming today is right mm-hmm. so people think oh yeah my my grandpa or my great grandpa had a farm or you know people are just so disconnected from dairy farming these days because of just i mean they they either grew up on a farm and they moved off and got married and live in town or they had yeah they have maybe an uncle that farmed or you know a cousin that farmed but that still doesn't give them an inside look on what goes on on the farm and so there's a lot of accusations too about farming, about you know animal abuse or um, yeah the farm uh, manure uh, issues, and so there was a lot of that stuff going on too. And I was like, well, you know, let's just start a Facebook page. Yeah. My dad was kind of like, eh, I don't know, I don't know about that, you know. He's like, eh, you know, <laughs> he's, a little he's nervous. like, well, what would you say, you know? Yeah, he was like, what would you say? But you know, my generation, we're on social media so much, maybe, yeah. maybe generation below me probably even more but um yeah so it's like well it's kind of a normal thing just to share your life you know and stuff and this is a huge part of our life um i mean we are on the farm all the time so i thought well we'll just share you know and um, like you know if if all we get is my grandpa and grandma on there you know that's great whatever you know so (laughs) and it's gotten a little bit big i mean it's not huge but it's uh it's definitely got a lot uh, of people interacting on it and stuff. And I love that because they ask questions and they're like, you know, there's no dumb question because yeah, they don't, they, some people don't know. And before we, before we wrap up, how can people follow? I mean, where, where are you, where are you uh, at? We're only on Facebook right now. We should expand more to, you know, Instagram and stuff, but we're uh, at RTJ farm on Facebook. So it's just RTJ farm. So that's pretty easy. Pretty easy. Look them up, folks. Follow them. Check out the stories. You can see what they're doing day to day there on the farm. Ashton Beanblossom, she is the herd manager there um, and uh, has grown up in and around this farm. Her dad grew up around the farm. Her grandpa is a multi-generational local small family farm. Thanks for sharing your story on social media and here on the program today. And and best of luck. We don't know what this summer is going to throw at us, and, and you always kind of need to be buckled up. So I'll let you get back to Hall Manure, though, uh, before parade time. All here. right. Well, thank you very much.